This episode is not sponsored, but we encourage you to help support the small businesses, charities and organisations that we mention. Hi everyone, welcome back to Our Circle. I'm Jess. I'm Rhiannon. And today we have someone who is a big part of my circle. I have my boyfriend and Mila's dad, Joe Walker-Scriven. Thanks for coming on. Hello, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. We're actually in the same house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm upstairs, Joe is downstairs. Um, but just for audio purposes, this is kind of the best setup for us. Mm-hmm. We've invited you on today to talk about fatherhood. Definitely. There's so many questions that I've wanted to ask you. And I want to ask, I guess, from a male perspective anyway on fatherhood. So I think this is such a great, like, I'm like, yeah, I can get the tea here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Jess probably has questions as well that she hasn't got to ask you before. So I guess diving straight into it, how do you feel that fatherhood's going so far? Yeah, really good. I, I absolutely love it. Like, it's something I knew I always wanted to do. Really? And yeah, always. I always wanted to have a family. I remember thinking as a kid that I always wanted a kid by 25. I was thinking, oh, 25 is old. 25 is old. Wow, really? Yeah. And as it got closer, obviously, I didn't anticipate that to happen as I'm still a kid myself. Mm. But I felt like it just basically fast tracked me to grow up. So yeah, 100%. Mm. I love it so much. Like every day is just a new adventure. And it's just, yeah, I mean, it's everything I wanted. And obviously with everything kind of going on, it's kind of been a nice kind of break for that because it's given me something really to focus on alongside work and Mm. other little bits and bobs. But it's been something I can really dive into completely with no other sort of distraction at all. Right, right. So you would say almost like this sort of situation that life has sort of put us all in has actually come as a benefit to you in some ways. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in a obviously quite selfish way and taking aside everything that's yeah, happened to yeah. all the unfortunate families and everything. But yeah, 100%, I feel like I've been able to focus more on building our family and our foundations of that family mm. um, because we've just had that kind of bit more time to be able to grow together and learn together. Mm, definitely. I mean, you said that you've wanted this then for a long time, like you've always wanted to be a dad, you've always wanted a family. Did you then, I'm guessing you must have had some sort of expectations then, like what what were your expectations of fatherhood? Like has it matched what those thoughts might have been or your ideas that you might have thought about? Like has any of those lined up? Is it better or worse? Like It's completely smashed out of the park. Um, oh. It's, yeah, it's, you, it's really hard to put into complete words exactly how I feel about it. But no, the expectations of it, I just knew that, you know, I wanted to impart some sort of wisdom that I've kind of gained throughout my mm. life, I guess, onto another human being and be able to say that that's theirs. You know, I, I'm quite close with my mum and dad. So I think that's obviously been really helpful as well. To, and my brothers to say, mm. like, you know, be able to have little ones in our life. Yeah, I guess any other sort of expectations of it were just, I thought it might be a little bit easier, to be honest. Did you? A lot harder, in what way? Yeah, just just every day is just in a full good on. way though I enjoy it but it is full on yeah there's no sort of respite it's from the get-go it, there's no laying around and you know oh, I just need five minutes it's right if Mila needs to you know do something she's gonna damn well do it and you need to be there <laughs> yeah, to cover yeah. her especially you know now she's kind of getting a bit more let's say adventurous with things and mm-hmm. 
she's a lot more confident but we're confident in ourselves but there's just that little bit of in between where she's probably likely going to fall over and doesn't realize the consequences of right her action as such so (laughs) it's about seeing that and she's a lot faster now than Mm. (laughs) still maybe you know so um it's a lot of tag teaming that goes on I feel like if one of us needs a break it's like right can you I'm just gonna go upstairs and do something can you take over and it's like there's no chance both of us could have time off like we're recording this whilst Mila's sleeping that's our time off that's two hours of the day but otherwise it's um at the moment 6 a.m till 8 p.m eight half eight (laughs) some days it's really it's a really long day and like Joe said like he he'll be at work all day he'll come home and it's not like oh I'm gonna go and put my feet up it's like right I've left work now I'm home it's dad mode it's like you're going from one job to another and then obviously for me it's full-time mum mode Mm. (laughs) so yeah I completely agree with you it's so full-on isn't it Mm, did you have um expectations for how my pregnancy would be um the pregnancy not so much in uh, it was a bit hard again only because obviously the for the majority of your pregnancy, we didn't live together because we were sorting that out. So I didn't see it day to day, um, which I, I've, I feel like I missed out a little bit because I really wanted to see every sort of day. Like I did fortunately get those little moments as like we got close and you could feel things and the bump and everything and mm. the kicking. But I didn't want to miss out on that. Obviously, I know life gets in the way. You had to work and obviously you were working up until the very end anyway. I just thought you might be a lot more moody. To be honest, you were really good. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree with that because we used to make jokes about it we used to say oh god when if ever Jess gets pregnant like she's gonna have to have her own island and all this sort of stuff yeah, yeah, and you yeah. were pretty calm and like relax well I don't know if relax is the right word but you you gave off that impression for the majority of your pregnancy at least thanks guys <laughs> <laughs> I definitely found that and yeah, and I also just thought that, you know, we would be a little bit more limited, but I mean, maybe because we had things already booked, like we managed to go on three holidays during the pregnancy as well, which we were obviously planned already before the pregnancy. Wow. Well, was it three? Yeah, we did. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So wow, you're thinking yeah. about that, we were still <laughs> able to do a lot of things that we kind of wanted to do pre-mealer and that was really nice to be able to spend those times and have a, almost a different holiday. Obviously, not that we've heavy heavy drinkers but we, we had to balance that out a bit you know we didn't go say out on a, like a night out and it was kind of like a little insight into what may be I will and, uh, say actually that. about your relationship as, as much as you know you might sometimes laugh at how quick you guys have been you have packed a hell of a lot in like it's not like you haven't known each other or something like you've gone away a lot you've you know there's mm. there's a lot of things that you have done that I think people like myself anyway I would if I was to be in a relationship with someone, I'd like to have those moments that you guys have had where you've got to travel together or you've had those, a lot of moments together. Not that you can't do with a child, but, you know, it's a little bit more difficult. It's not like you guys are off, mm. you know, and I mean, we're in a pandemic, but it's not like you can go jet setting every weekend at the moment, um, like you might want to before a child. And I felt like you, I'm not saying, oh, you you lived your completely everything that you wanted to do before me, but, you know, you you, you had a lot going on. And I thought that was good that you had all of that time together before Mila definitely yeah yeah we, we went on quite a few holidays we had a lot of date nights and things like that mm. 
I guess we still are on a bit like fast forward, but it's <laughs> it's worked. It's worked for us. Yeah, that's um, your pace. That, I think. Yeah. I, I think that's always relative to every relationship, isn't it? Whatever pace, it's whatever works for you guys. So yeah, and I always felt like. <laughs> yeah, I always felt like from the beginning of our relationship, like it felt like time wasn't a thing for me. Mm-hmm. And I think this this applies to a lot of I think relationships. For example, with um, my friend Alice, I became best friends with her at uni and I didn't know her for very long but we clicked and so Mm. it worked and she became someone part of my circle very quickly and it kind of shows that it doesn't matter if someone's been in your life for a really long time definitely kind of just the connection that you make and I mean that happened very quickly for us I think do you agree Joe? (laughs) No we do and in the nicest possible way it feels like we've been together a lot longer than we actually have. Yeah do you know what though I agree when I think of you guys I don't think of it as I I don't know what three years yeah I don't think of it as that to me it's like five six years maybe because it just seems that way yeah in in the nicest way possible like god this is dragging Um, but I wanted to ask as well expectations again what did you expect with labor because that's a completely different experience as well there's one thing to go through pregnancy and and to be a father as well but the actual labor part is obviously a monumental moment what did you expect out of that and how did you experience it because Jess I know your memory is a little bit hazy isn't it when it comes to so um again I thought it would be a lot more stressful at first it obviously was alarm bells went um so Jess had like a 24-hour labor pretty much right. so from the get-go that was completely stressful I was like I remember actually we were living with my parents at the time and everyone was kind of just going to bed getting ready to kind of settle down for the night mm. and Jess his waters broke so the first thing Jess calls me in terror tells me what's going on I called my dad in terror <laughs> told him what's going on. <laughs> like uh I just I froze almost in a way it was like this is happening now. This is incredible. Like, what do you do? What's the first thing you need to do? Because they teach you it, but obviously that moment just is, you know, it's fight or flight almost. I was going to say, does any of that information even retain at that moment? Are you even trying to think? Not right, at all. You know, no. Not at all. And I knew my dad's done this before. Let's uh, let's see what he did. <laughs> and at that time, he didn't know, uh, wasn't driving either, so he was going to have to take a Oh, uh, right. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, obviously we called and we went in and, that first little bit was quite scary because mm. we were checking the heart uh, heart rate and making sure everything was okay. Um, so for context, Mila um, pooed inside of me, which meant that there was risk of infection and um, the baby being distressed. So they asked us to come in straight away from that moment. Yeah, sorry if anyone's squeamish, but basically the waters were a bit green, which meant they were like, right, come in straight away. So we can, it wasn't like emergency as such but they just said to monitor everything come in yeah that's why we had to go in straight away and we were in hospital pretty much throughout the whole labor weren't we yeah exactly yeah and obviously after you kind of got checked over at first and they said everything was okay but we just need to monitor it that's when I started to calm down um because again it was also you were one centimeter dilated or something like that so knew there was still a bit of time Mm. it was almost like a guessing game really they kind of said we're going to check you in four hours see how you're doing when they say that to you are you like oh my god four hours <laughs> like, yeah you know, it like, sounds what? like a long time so that was what midnight so you're thinking of oh, 4 a.m so you're just I was just counting down the you know almost like the seconds of 4 a.m can't sleep obviously it's just yeah. excitement and then it just kind of time just seemed to kind of go by it was just it felt like a weirdly normal day like <laughs> um 
we were just kind of we were just like kind of I know obviously in that first little bit was a bit scary but then obviously uh, up to about lunchtime I think that's when Jess decided to have her epidural so obviously that meant the uh, bottom half was kind of like numb pretty much and that's when she really started to calm down herself because obviously she was getting contractions before that a lot and feeling them really heavy and we Mm. thought we were close but we were a bit further away I was like whoa like if this isn't (laughs) I'm only four centimetres dilated. I was like, epidural, give it to me. I was only on gas and air at that point and getting quite frustrated as well because I was, I felt like my body wasn't doing what it was supposed to be doing. I was like, why is it taking so long, but so painful? <laughs> I guess maybe my expectation of the pain wasn't, wasn't there either. So yeah, Joe was really good at keeping calm. I think you're quite good in those situations, making sure that I was, okay well as much as you could I guess like you, you probably felt a bit helpless at times oh definitely yeah I felt massively helpless but this is the I was trying to make sure I listened to pretty much everything the doctors were saying even when they were like hush hushing in the corner just to try and get an sort of idea because obviously I knew what Jess was going through was obviously an amazing thing that she did but I was obviously just there like another body in the corner sort of thing so I was just trying to listen to what they said like, this is what we can do to kind of help this is just trying to take a mind off it trying to make sure that she was fueled like with food and drinks and that's what we kind of had ready in the bag and um that that was definitely needed and then obviously as it kind of crept on they kind of started thinking it wasn't going to be on that day which was the monday they were thinking it might creep into the next day so it was like wow like you know now pretty much you know 24 hours no sleep just mm. just going through this sort of and at this point, obviously, she wasn't feeling the contraction. She was having them, and you could see it on like, the heart rate monitor. Her heart rate was going up at that time when they were coming through. Oh, that's and it was interesting. So you're having contractions, but you can't feel anything. Uh, when I was at on the, the epidural, yeah, on the epidural. So when you have the dose, like at first, it was completely numb. That was something I was a little bit concerned about when it came to the pushing part. I was like, mm. what if it comes to the pushing and I can't feel contraction, so I don't know when to push. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not able to. I don't know. Ooh, but, okay, so that. So what about delivery then? How was that experience for you? And what what did you ex- what again? I know we keep talking about expectations, but what had you thought? Because I mean, we only ever see things in the movies, don't we? Or if we're if we're deciding to watch one born every minute, we're not really in the norm of watching deliveries, are we? So you only sort of see what is portrayed in media and stuff what had you thought that was going to be like and what it actually was like for you I thought it was going to be a lot like a lot of screaming you know what you kind of see basically but Jess was so quiet and calm it was amazing to see really but then what it actually was like after a day that felt like forever of just waiting to meet her it was over so fast it kind of they said we're going to be pushing soon and all of a sudden it was all right we're going to start pushing and it was probably about thinking about it now it was probably about 20 minutes or 20 to 25 minutes of probably there Sorry. or there enough pushing and kind of getting ready and planning but it felt like it was there in a few seconds you know it was hilarious like I'm sure Jess won't mind sharing this part but she was adamant to keep me up near her head like she was like <laughs> do not go down there but she said it in such a nice way it was can you please stay up here? Like me, I was like, you can scream at me, whatever you want. That was the plan. I was like, you can, yeah. this is your freebie. You can say whatever yeah. you want to do. And I'm you like, you know, I'm indebted to you. And she said it in the politest way that she could ever do. Like, please stay up near my head. Like, <laughs> which was hilarious. I, I remember that clear as day. And then just literally standing there trying to hold her hand, just being like, what do I do? She's sweating. She's pushing. She's doing everything. And I'm just here like, 
go like a cheerleader. <laughs> do it. <laughs> so I say, yeah, come on, just do it. And again, listening to the doctors, they're kind of pre- preparing to use maybe forceps or something to try and just because the pushing was really going well. And then yeah. I just remember seeing on Jess's face, it just like almost like clicking, like I'm not using forceps kind of thing. I remember just, her <laughs> saying this to me. She's like, nope, that's not happening. <laughs> and she almost just gave an like an extra sort of like boost or something or like a power <laughs> like something came to her it was just like some power of something yeah and then she was just here like it was all of a sudden like the head was there and all of a sudden everything she was just there and mm. you just hear that noise and that's just yeah surreal you can't that's just pure happiness everything just stopped for me in that second uh, like yeah I can remember it clearly as well like in that moment I just felt complete love and happiness and yeah, it was just a moment that uh, as many people that want to be a parent just want to experience is the best moment you ever have, you know. Mm. Yeah, it's a single second of my life that was just the best. So yeah. Oh, that's so lovely. What What did you think um, when you found out you're having a daughter? Like what thoughts went through your head then? Um, well, I mean, I kind of, I was adamant we were having a girl from mm. the get-go. And when it was confirmed, I was, at first, like, when Jess and I had like a little side bit. I was like, yay, uh, we said whoever was right. So she thought we were having a boy. I was a girl. Mm. We were getting lunch. I was like, wow, free lunch. Cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> already paying off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is great. No, but uh, in all seriousness, no. Um, amazing. I've always, always wanted a girl as well. That was overjoyed, like really happy. It was such a lovely moment as well. Obviously, fortunately, being able to be there. I don't know what the circumstances are like now, but I feel very lucky to even just be, be able to be in the room and find out together. Like we decided mm. we wanted to find out together. I think every dad really wants a little princess and I've got one. <laughs> I always remember that day actually because I bumped into you guys. In Kingston, and, yeah. And I burst out crying <laughs> when you told me. <laughs> we went because we went shopping straight afterwards. Yeah. Um for clothes. Yeah. Oh, it was so nice to, to see you and tell you. But did I tell you then? Yeah, you did. You yeah. literally you yeah. we were we bumped into each other at the mall in Kingston and yeah. I was in typo and you guys were out there and I, yeah. I turned around, I was like, oh hey, and then I just clicked in my head, I was like, they've just found out what the baby is. I was like, oh my god, and then you went, it's a girl, and I just went, ah! <laughs> I was just so happy. I mean, I wouldn't have cared either way. I was so excited. I was just excited for you. Yeah. It yeah. was a good day. <laughs> it was a good day. Very special. Yeah. And actually, luckily, uh, our, both of our families were there. How weird is yeah, that? I was were. thinking that yesterday, like my parents were there, your parents were there, and your brother was there. Mm. And somehow we were all allowed in one room. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, wow. the sonographer was really lovely. She was just like, okay, go on, yeah, bring him in to tell them. What was um, that like then, having all your family there? Because it, it was our mums hugged time. straight away. <laughs> they were like, yay, girl. Nina's the first grandchild, um, right? In yeah. both families. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it was a massive deal to everyone everyone was so excited yeah it was really special actually to be able to share that with everyone because we had our own what I loved was that we had our own moment just the two of us throughout Mm. the scan and then we were able to reveal it to everyone else after we'd had our our own reveal so yeah yeah well what about um leaving the hospital then because you've gone through the nine months of pregnancy, you've gone through all the waiting, then you've gone through the delivery. She's finally here. Now you get to take her home and you don't have any doctors or anything around you to help. It's just the three of you now together. What does that feel like, Joe? That was scary. I, I mean, we spent four days in the hospital, firstly, well, yeah. before being able to leave because of the situation when Mila Putin said, yes, so they had to go on antibiotics for a couple of days, make sure everything was okay. Fortunately, mm-hmm everything was 
Um, so yeah, it was the fourth day we were able to kind of leave in the late afternoon, so early evening time. And at first I was really happy, really proud, just proud. And I, was, I remember I was holding her in the car seat, kind of taking her down, mm. just like chuffed a bit. So I was like, wow, we, you know, she's healthy enough to take home now. This is yeah. crazy. And I just remember being on like cloud nine, just driving, just coming back. I think we went through Bushy Park. It was such a nice little drive home. It was a lovely day. And then it kind of dawned on us like that. <laughs> wow, there literally are no doctors here now. Like anything that happens now, that was scary. That was the scariest night for me that first night of just without any doctors nobody on call nothing mm. they're just us mm. and our baby kind of thing that was frightening uh because at that point obviously she was still waking up every two couple of hours two yeah. to three hours to have a feed or a change or something along those lines so I guess that was just nice to know that she was obviously still okay every two hours mm. I guess but um that was you know scary how night. you had those four days you know how some people I mean obviously it varies for every um uh birth and everything but some people get to go the day that they give birth do you think that you would have felt more scared because you had had that extra help for the couple of days when you were in hospital like if you'd got to go home the day of Mila's birth do you think that you would have been even more terrified definitely definitely right because almost the the things that she had to obviously go through to make sure she was okay was almost like an extra verification. Although we kind of knew yeah. she was and mm. everything was normal, it was almost like, no, she is fine. Like, you know, she hasn't reacted to it. Mm. Whereas if we just taken her then, you never know what, you know, things can be underlying the surface, can't they? Sort of thing. So right. if we went on that day one, that would have just been terrifying. So yeah, probably cherish those really more than you think. And it was... Yeah, it was, it was like a, a safety blanket having those few days didn't leave like the hospital I went to I think like the closest corner shop once or something but yeah not even leaving that building for like four days it felt like home. Didn't shower <laughs> when I, I came I came to the hospital to visit them uh when I think Mila was two days old and Joe bless him he looked shattered and his shirt was inside out I think maybe back to front as well and he's like hi <laughs> we're like hi <laughs> I just thought oh god they need sleep <laughs> Yeah, it's hard being on those wards as well. So once you're once you've had the baby and they, you know, you, they know you're going to be staying there for a few days. They put you onto like a communal ward, and all you've got between you and another family is like a curtain. Mm. So we were in a room with six. Oh, I think yeah. there was there was six. So um, including us, including us, yeah, six oh. newborns in a room. So you, you think you're? To be fair, Mila was really good, but. Mm. I say good I mean newborn isn't good or bad but um, she didn't scream too much but as soon as you get to sleep someone else's baby is crying so it's like you're never getting any rest because you're going to be constantly woken up by someone else's baby if you, mm. even if yours is sleeping so that part was hard because we were sleep deprived but like you know I felt like if we were in our own space where we where there was a bit more mm. peace and quiet we might have got a little bit more rest but maybe we would have been like you said we would have been awake worrying not having that sort of medical help like on our mm. doorstep mm. at least like if we had a question we could literally just leave like literally out of the room ask a, a midwife to come and we could ask them anything that for me I felt calm and it felt nice kind of just having the two of us have that time with Mila just for those first few days and I'm assuming before. they were able to monitor you as well shortly as well yes yeah, so I was on antibiotics as well again just in case there was an infection they didn't actually confirm if there was one or not they just said like just in case we give you the medication 
I was feeling okay. Like I was able to shower. I was able to go to the toilet. I was able to do things. You it didn't just, have a C-section or anything for anyone wondering? No, I didn't have a C-section, um, but I did have to have stitches um, down below because <laughs> I did tear, tear a bit. But yeah, I guess, to be honest, I, I didn't really care about them monitoring me. It was more Mila. Like I didn't right. feel like I needed monitoring really. But it was... Um, like I said before, that safety blanket of being able to ask any questions of if I was unsure of anything. Luckily, like when you go home, you get a health visitor come and, come and see you every few days right at the beginning. So you can ask any questions, but just having that on your doorstep, like right there. Mm. Yeah, that was good. I just That reminds me of the, the sort of scariest part for me, that a few seconds was the first, when she was born after the, you know, obviously they wrapped her up and everything, made sure she the initial checks we got left alone with her for just like, we said, oh, I'll be back in 10 minutes, you know, sort of thing. And she started to cough and obviously trying to pat her on the back and doing it ever so softly, newborn mm. baby, like, and she just wasn't stopping coughing. So I literally rang, I remember ringing the, yeah. red, the red bell or whatever, it was, the pulley thing, and being absolutely frightened for my life for those few seconds until this Irish midwife, the older lady sort of thing, obviously been there a, a while. So yeah. Um, she got her. She was just like straight away, just, right. <laughs> like absolutely fine. And I was like, wow, like they're a bit more resilient than you think, like, <laughs> in a, a good way. But it was so scary those few seconds. Like, yeah, I'm sure that's so natural, though, isn't it? To feel any sort of anything happening as if they start crying, you're like, oh no, what has happened? Like sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, were you ever scared about um, your relationship changing with Jess like after the birth once you were both became parents were you worried about how your relationship would would change or develop um to be honest not really I'm, I feel like I'm quite laid back about a lot of things and I feel like we were it was only going to enhance the relationship really um right. I say it was something I definitely wanted and after you know we found out and spoke about it and all it was something that we were both obviously really happy to kind of pursue and go with and you know just kind of rolling with the life of it do you feel like it has changed um a little bit a little bit but maybe that's partly again with the pandemic as well but yeah I mean as I say we didn't really live together before that Mm. and we moved in pretty much when Jess went on maternity leave so that was was about two weeks before that's uh, a lot of change yeah that's a lot of change um, in a small space of time we went from not living together, not pretty much seeing each other as often as we could a week, say three, four times a week, to 24-7 together. And then two weeks later, having a newborn as well and mm. so many other factors. So it probably has changed a little bit. Obviously, the focus has sort of drifted. But I still feel like we've definitely, especially now, we've got used to, we've been in our house for just over a year now. Mm. Um, obviously, we've had Mila nearly 18 months. So I think we are making the time for each other a lot more and just making the most of everything, you know, making those little moments together. And, you know, as you say, like these sort of moments where she's asleep and I'm off from work at the, a couple of days a week or something, we really try and utilise this time to have like our sort of time as well, um, which I think we both try and do as often as we can so I think that's a massive factor but I think we we've, we've always been very good at talking and mm. uh, talking about feelings and how we feel in certain situations so I think if it does crop up we kind of nip it in the bud or that extra effort is kind of reinforced have you always yeah. been like that like because I feel like that's almost an uncommon thing to hear about like if we're stereotyping men here you know we don't always 
hear of them knowing to talk about their feelings. And I feel like you're quite good at doing that to Jess. I, Jess is very good at saying how she feels, but I think there's maybe too times, good. <laughs> well, but I think there's also maybe sometimes where Jess might might have had like a moment where she thought, should I mention this? And you've been the one to instigate being open and talking and I think that that's such a great thing to have in a partnership has that been something that I don't know how to phrase this like is it something that you've always known to do or you've witnessed or you you've just felt like you've always been open and good with talking about your feelings not not really to be honest I feel like I I can be quite closed up closed off and bottle things up until it kind of became to the fruition I think the smaller sort of things can fester a little bit but if there's something big that happens and I'm, I'm I feel like I'm much better at talking about somebody else's feelings and okay. helping them through that situation so obviously if Jess expresses something I feel like I can right. stay calm and level it out and try and see some sort of side to it from that but no I think I I think I've definitely improved as well in myself like definitely talking about my own ones and own little worries and quirks and things but mm. yeah I think just because I kind of get into this mode where it's like we need to crack on sort of thing so it's like let's get <laughs> almost get it done with so we can move yeah. on to the next joyous thing sort of thing. right so to you um, it's almost like well to be able to move on we have to talk about it because that's the way it's going to get fixed sort of thing yeah definitely right. yeah and I think it can take me a bit of time but as I say I think we both bring out the best of each other in that mm. situation where Jess will worry a lot more than I've kind of level it out and then she'll get out of me sort of thing so it's uh, yeah um, I think yeah, I'm good at um I think I'm good at seeing when something is bothering you yeah, and then I think right. I just kind of pry it out of you because I'm like <laughs> right come on let's get it out because it's either gonna play on your mind all day and it's gonna erupt somehow so we might as well just get it out onto the table now and hopefully I can help squash whatever it is I Was think that that's something that you both have done since becoming parents because you're like we need to get this sorted so that we can then crack on with whatever Mila needs or were you both like this before mm. Mila like your relationship I mean I, I think- I, you say you say that our relationship hasn't changed much I think that that there have been some major changes in terms of what we worry about before if we were like worried and something was on our mind it might be like an insecurity about our relationship that wasn't necessarily the truth of it but something that we were worrying about in our head. And maybe that was something we would comfort each other about. But I feel like since having Mila, those kind of insecurities aren't really there. <laughs> it's not like, I think we've shown each other our commitment <laughs> and, um, you know, every day we show each other that. And I think, yeah, I think now the worries are slightly different. Like this morning I was worried about Mila not needing me as she gets older, I'm planning to stop breastfeeding. I was going to stop, do my last, I think I did my last feed last night, but we'll see how tonight goes. Um, so I think that was been playing on my mind. And I think, you know, I was saying to Joe, I'm, I was crying. I was like, I'm so worried that Mila's not going to need me anymore. You know, what if she doesn't, she hasn't chosen me as a mum, you know, what if she grows up and she's like, I don't really want you as a mum. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what was going through my mind. So my worries, I guess, are more, Mila focused Mm. I guess and I think because we're both kind of going through it as parents I think we're really good at being able to relate to each other on certain issues and helping each other through them because we're the only ones going through that if that makes sense we're both Mila's parents so we're both chances are we're both feeling like similar feelings Mm. about her getting older or certain worries about her hurting herself or something happening to her yeah that makes Um, sense because you two are ever going to be the only parents to Mila you know 
Mm. are her parents so therefore that is the one thing that you two will always have in common and no one else will have that in common with you Mm. that makes a lot of sense Mm. that's a good point actually yeah you're right like any of those almost insecurities that were sort of there before have definitely become like insignificant now Mm. that's nice yeah yeah um I wanted to ask, I'm sorry this is a bit invasive, but you did say yes to them. <laughs> um, I was asked, did you ever worry about sex after having a baby? Because you hear a lot of, I don't say rumours, but a lot of people sort of say, oh, it feels different. I, probably the only thing was, would we have it again? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, again, to be honest, not really. No, like it wasn't ever a concern for me. Like it's not something that I desperately ever always kind of need or anything like it's it's obviously a nice expression (laughs) of our love and everything but um no I think again just post baby it was more just we were so focused on Mila and everything and obviously Jess needs that time to heal anyway so it just wasn't in my mind really it was just everything else was going on just getting used to it and then obviously as and when we were able to kind of be intimate again it was just one of those where it's kind of more sort of cherish a bit more now because there's just that little bit like you can only do it at certain sort of times when it feels you know right and the only other thing is that you might be too tired to do it or something like that or you might be you know preoccupied with a, a worry or a concern or something that's going on or I mean <laughs> do you ever worry up. about Mila walking I mean I suppose it's different now because she's in her own room and then obviously she was a baby tiny baby when she was in your guys room so was it did you ever worry about her being in the same room or walking in oh definitely yeah that is something that probably <laughs> would you know she's if uh, well soon she'll be moving into like a sort of smaller bed she's in her cot right now so she can't get out of that mm. but yeah definitely that'll be a concern because we know that she's quite needy and clingy especially at the moment mm. so if she's not going to fall asleep she's quite quick that's the thing and it's not <laughs> the biggest <laughs> and it's not the big, biggest house but she knows how to open things and she's only getting bigger so right. that is definitely a concern but that I think that's for a little bit in the future kind of coming up but honestly no nothing really a concern you know just after post baby or anything or even how it sort of feels and yeah I can't say that I've noticed any different either. Are you worried Jess? 100% 100% I think um, were you worried for yourself or because of Joe like were you worried that Joe would feel different both right I, I, I think the first time we did it after I had me or I, I, I was thinking I was saying it to you whilst we would do it I was like does it feel different is this different because <laughs> um, <laughs> I was just really worried you know you you get this um Sorry if this, this is really graphic, but you you worry that it's going to be like some gaping hole and it's just going to not feel good <laughs> you know and obviously it's not all about um how it feels to the man it's obviously how it feel, feels for the woman as well but it's just you have to ease yourself back into it you have to go at your own pace and I think there's so many different factors to it I think it's not spoken about a lot and I think um I found it difficult when I'm holding Mila all day I've got Mila attached to me so there's this term touched out which, you know, means that you've had so much physical time with a person all day that sometimes at the end of the day, you just want to be on your own. And I think as Mila gets, has gotten older and a bit more independent, I feel like I don't feel touched out anymore. And I think we had our 
our episode about love languages before I feel like because Joe and I understand each other's love languages a bit more as we've gone through you know post birth and having Mila and getting to know each other that you know Joe picks up the slack of some things that are worrying me and on my mind which frees up time for me to think about us and our relationship so yeah I was worried about it physically but and like Joe joked about I was genuinely concerned I was like are we gonna be doing it often like there's a certain you know we, we were doing it more often pre-baby that I think that's pretty natural we don't have a little person to worry about we we're only worrying about ourselves but you also learn to get a bit more creative and <laughs> like whatever time you've got you make the most of right so if Joe and I have got time together me as a sleep or anything like I'm not gonna go into detail but you know we <laughs> you just kind of have to fit things in don't you like that doesn't sound very romantic um <laughs> sounds on point but, though <laughs> <laughs> um, talking, talking about what you had said about um how it's not spoken about enough what joe do have you felt isn't spoken about enough about fatherhood that maybe you would have liked to have been told beforehand or you think that maybe um expectant fathers or anyone who is considering fatherhood or anything like that should have maybe considered or been told about beforehand firstly probably that it is literally full-on like it completely consumes you like my complete life has changed and for the better but yeah as little as something like the what you use with your free time to what you do with um your sleeping pattern or something like that it going to the toilet you, you can't go to the yeah. toilet by yourself yeah, true. Very true. <laughs> I would say before before you had Mila, obviously, you like we said before, we were only thinking about ourselves. And something I think you really enjoyed doing is buying clothes and buying shoes. Like that was a big thing that you did. That's what you spent your money on. But we were saying the other day, we both can't remember the last time we spent, like bought something for ourselves. And we both asked each other, like, do you mind that? And we were both like, no like not at all we, we've not ever once thought like that's oh I wish I could buy myself this or this like you just don't care about those more materialistic things anymore so I guess that's like a positive thing to kind of tell future dads about is that you're not going to care about those new pair of trainers or whatever anymore yeah you will never buy yourself or you'll very rarely buy yourself something like almost like needless and I mean, everyone needs these sort of things but needless again yeah the only other things I'd get are for work and things like that and everything else is for something for the house or for the family or for Mila or something like that which I absolutely love I, I really love being able to treat her and you know build this you know help build this house into our home sort of thing so that's what I was saving for without really knowing and that's where the money's going now and that's what I like to kind of use it on um yeah it was there anything um maybe whether that's during pregnancy or in the delivery or something that you didn't know about or you you I mean I know you said that you've expressed the certain things that you might have been concerned about specific to your yeah. situation but was there anything that you thought yeah I should have been warned about this or I wish I had more information on this beforehand or I mean you are quite laid back so I feel like a lot yeah. of things do get just sort of taken in your stride but is there anything that you'd think stands out that a lot of guys should be told or even su supportive wise like how they should support their partner um yeah well I mean I'd say like the first thing would be like 
the person that you know the mum is more resilient and the baby is more resilient than you think I remember when we first found out I got the bus back home and we were going over bumps on the bus and I was like oh my god what just goes over a bump and it you know the baby's gone sort of thing and I was like that's it's a silly thought but that was going through my mind obviously it was going everywhere at that moment I whole world had changed but something like that so like mum and baby are definitely going to be more resilient than you think the time between the scans like from obviously the first one you're able to see is 12 weeks obviously because they only get to a certain size by that point um but that 12 the wait between the 12 and 20 week is long but you know trust your instincts on that like mum's okay baby's going to be okay kind of thing if she's concerned you're the one who needs to sort of help sort of calm her down you know that there will be days that are going to be tough and she's going to be worried and you're going to be worried but if she's feeling normal in herself just try and find that and be like you're okay in yourself let's calm down because that's what you're doing for the baby we only fortunately had to run into like the hospital once other than the planned visits that we had and everything was fine and I think that was just because I was able to be there for Jess and sort of nip it in the bud and be like you're okay you, you've got a bit of a race temperature but you're you're fit, you're healthy still. So just kind of keep the partner calm in those situations because they're going to have them. As I said, Jess was pretty good, not that moody throughout the whole time, but there are times that were tough for her, obviously. Um, and it's your sort of responsibility to be the level head there, regardless of the situation. Yeah, I like that. I think that's useful information for everyone to take, for anyone listening out there who might be becoming a father. Do you, mm. do you feel like your parenting style is different to... What you expected like what what would you think that your parenting style is do you think that you're laid back do you think that you're quite strict where do you feel like you fit there i'm definitely a lot stricter than i thought i would be interesting That's like how 100 uh, like with little treats and snacks for me there are such the moment obviously we've introduced her to chocolate in probably the say last six months and jess is a lot more keen <laughs> let's say to give her a little bit or say should we try over some or of this or Nutella it seems to be her favorite at the second but I'm more like no Mila, like, you can have a little bit or if she hasn't finished her dinner mm. you won't finish it you know she won't then she's not getting anything sort of thing um, she started asking for chocolate now that's bad that's what I mean food related thing then with your parenting style at the moment <laughs> yeah 100% so that's I think stricter in that and I think it's stricter because I'm almost trying to talk to her completely like a sort of adult as well <laughs> so like she falls over just in the you know in the house or something on like soft carpet I know she's absolutely fine there's nothing I've seen it happen mm. I'm just, I'd be like I'll just get up you know I wouldn't be like oh no 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 you know like, right. which I always thought I would be like but I think you kind of need to be I was well, gonna so. say I think that's a more not a more normal I think all of mm. all reactions are normal but I think that one is one of the most beneficial I think to a lot of kids or at least a lot of people that I've spoke to will say that they're like you know I'm not gonna try and react and they think that each time that they fall over it's horrific it's like no no, no you are okay sort of thing mm, that's it so I, but yeah definitely a lot stricter than I thought I thought I'd be the more kind of like oh your mum's the Grinch as such like you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you this I'll sneak you I'll sneak you what you Thanks. need <laughs> um, and kind of wanting to play that card you know to try and be the nice sort of but yes, I think I'm, I'm happy to kind of be this one to be that as well. So, um, and I think Jess is happy with that as well. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if it'll change though as as she gets older. Oh, I think. Um, it will. Yeah. yeah, I think I at the moment we're good cop, bad cop, but it might switch in the next few years. Who knows? 
we kind of joke saying she can't go to parties and stuff now or anything in the future. So. Yeah, no boyfriends. <laughs> no boyfriends. <laughs> That's one, and she's kept to that promise so far. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> we had um, some people, some of our listeners. Uh, ask some questions for you and I just want to ask uh, one of them now where was it someone has asked what is the best day of fatherhood so far and I think it's obvious that Mila being born would be one of them so I want to take that one out of the equation so apart from Mila being born what would you say one of your best days of fatherhood's been so far that's a great question I like it um yeah that probably that first that first sort of day at home alone sort of things and not the night of taking her home that next day you know I was so happy to have had 24 hours with her basically at home being like wow this is kind of the start of the start of the rest of our life um and yeah it was really successful I think we high-fived or you know like (laughs) you know had a little moment to reflect and said we've spent 24 hours with her now at home we've kind of done it like you know that's the hardest bit out of the way to make sure she was okay so that was quite a um quite a big day for me and uh, again kind of like a in a selfish sort of personal way I think actually I only passed my driving test a few months after she was born mm. that was quite a big day for me because that was something I was really scared and concerned about doing if something I wasn't that interested in I'm still not that really interested in cars as such and right how they kind of work but actually passing and being like it was kind of like Mila was the spur like having a child was like I need to get this done now so yeah. actually ticking that off the list felt like I was doing it almost for her but I was so chuffed for myself and I was like that's something you've never wanted to do you've always declared I remember saying to my mum as a kid like if I have a wife in the future if I buy the car and she drives it is that fair <laughs> <laughs> so that moment was amazing I was like I've, I've done this and I felt like I felt like superman in that sort of moment like I was like I can do anything this is for, for her like I can mm. do yeah, I feel like she gave me that sort of will to do it. And I feel like that's really boosted my confidence throughout the last sort of year as well with like work-related things and just going forward in the house and stuff like that as well. So I think that was a big stepping stone for me without really realising at the time. Yeah. How, how else have you felt that you've developed in yourself since having Mila? I think I've had to become sort of more hands-on with, especially obviously we weren't, as I keep saying, we haven't lived together before. We're now in our own house. So doing things in the, around the house, the bucks off of me, you know, like I'm the, you know, do things like DIY. I don't say I do them well or completely 100% yet, but just I have to do that sort of thing. Like I have to put this curtain rail up, I have to, you know, look at the shed and get the garden done and sorted. And they're my jobs now, they're my responsibilities. There are other titles that I've taken on. So that and making time for that and just being sort of like house proud in that. And also more like sort of work oriented as well. Like, I moved jobs just after sort of Mila was born, like a month later, because I took an opportunity of more of a sort of career progression. It was kind of going back into retail, something I hadn't done since I was like early teens sort of thing. It was my first job sort of selling, you know. So kind of going, taking a step into there was the unknown and I wasn't sure if I was going to like it, but I feel like I've thrived in that as well mm-hmm. because it's more of a career than I've ever sort of had and mm. I enjoy it as well. And it's my little sort of outlet from being like a dad it gives me a little bit more to my sort of personality vibe which is why mm. you know I applaud Jess even more so because don't get me wrong I'd love to spend every minute I can with Mila but to be able to have that little snippet of the outside world I guess same for a lot of people mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah <definitely. laughs> this this past year I but you, you've like also got a promotion at work 
within six months of being there yeah and you've done you've got a qualification as well you've taken Mm. an exam and gained a qualification so I think there are lots of things that you didn't enjoy doing previously like you don't you famously don't like doing exams and things but you kind of pushed yourself in order to progress and do you think that's because of Mila definitely 100% yeah she's the driving force behind pretty much everything that I do that's so lovely. See, everything I mean, one, good one of the one of the questions um that someone asked was does fatherhood change you and I think it I I mean obviously you're still yourself but it sounds like from everything you've said being a father has been become a driving force to do more so it does change you but in a way that's I guess helping you strive to be the better you which, yeah. which is brilliant definitely because I mean as I said like, I'm close with my parents originally but I'm really close like with my dad and I see myself trying to be like my dad and you know he's my role model um right. for everything I do so and I see what how good he is with me with well with Mila now he's like yeah she's the apple of his eye like, <laughs> it's amazing to see I love it but um yeah with my brothers as well and obviously he has a job and relying on a home and knows everything about everything I call him about how to do things around the house and stuff mm. like that but he's kind of passing that down to me Mm. And I really enjoyed those moments. It was like, well, we haven't obviously been able to have too many again, uh, but those little sort of like father-son moments that they kind of classically say, and I feel like I'm going to be able to have those moments with Mila in the, in the future in a different way. Mm, I was going to ask, do, do, well. you, do you feel like fatherhood has made you closer to your parents? Um, I, th- I think I was close, but yes, definitely. I, can re- way, I respect them. Yeah, 100%. I respect them in a completely different way that mm. I didn't know was there like you know my mum always used to say that and she probably still does like if we were to go out saying like a night out or coming from she wouldn't sleep I know what that feeling means now or I will know what that feeling means as Mm -hmm. it comes and yeah this is just a different sort of love that you experience like I never want to let me out you know go or be that not be there for these moments so yeah I think what they've done and obviously the fact that they've raised three children Mm. I'm like wow like I applaud this to you like you've mm. obviously both had careers and your own lives and they're doing you know their bit now sort of thing because we're grown up and doing our own bit but they just yeah they're complete role models in that sense and I just yeah I, as I say I can see them in a completely different light now mm. all for the better and I just yeah do you um, you mentioned that you're you're one of three is is uh having more kids something that you think about or would like or you know considered yeah definitely still I think I always undenied and said that I kind of wanted two to three before Mila. Mm-hmm. I think I'm probably more settled on, say, two now. Okay. Where, um, where do you stand with that, Jess? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I think two. We've spoken about this, haven't we? I think two um, is a good number. You're not I just keep. <laughs> yeah, I just think the idea of going back to the newborn phase again and almost like starting from the beginning is so daunting because mm. uh, I feel like we've come so far. And it's just like, oh, my God, putting yourself through that all over again. And also we keep saying, like, Mila's such a good kid in Mm. terms of, like, we've been so lucky that she eats so well, she sleeps Mm. so well, she's so clever, she's so resilient, all of these things. And we just worry that, is it, like, tempting fate by having another one? (laughs) (laughs) Are we not going to be as lucky next time, like, with sleep, for example? Right. But I think two's a good good number for me. Like, my mum and dad had two and they've done all right with us (laughs) (laughs) I mean Um, 
what are the age gaps between your your eight years, aren't you, Jess, and your sister? Yeah. What, what are the age gaps between you and your brothers, Joe? So my eldest, we're seven years apart, and then okay. the middle one is five. So they're only two years apart themselves. But yeah, seven and five for me. Hmm. Um, and I didn't feel like I think as we got older, I think that people find that you get a lot closer. The age gap doesn't yeah. really matter as much. Yeah. But especially with my middle brother Alex, um, we were a lot closer all from a younger age. I think we had a lot more similar interests one mainly being sort of football sort of thing and playing pretty much all the time yeah. so that was a really nice sort of bond but Alex and Rob in their own right were really quite close and in a different sort of way mm, right know. when uh, Joe when would you want another one that was my question <laughs> <laughs> um I'm open to it I don't want the age gap to be too much what's too so, much to you? Uh, I would say anything over that sort of five year sort of gap not that as I said I feel like I got a lot closer to my eldest brother mm. kind of as I kind of grew up and we kind of have a lot more similar interests we found as we kind of went from say teenage age maybe onwards mm. um, for me anyway um, so probably under that sort of bracket of five like or up to that five year sort of bracket so that they can kind of have some similar sort of times in school and go through the sort of similar sort of situations I know obviously social media and phone and everything is that so maybe in that same sort of mm. bracket, so it, it's maybe a bit easier for us to control as well. I always we think could... it's um, I always think the rule should be wait till one's out of diapers, <laughs> and then it means <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That, that will help you guys out a lot. Because imagine just, That's um, a good point. when people, I mean, if more props to you if you want to have four under four, but gosh, I just think you know the people who do all of those sorts of things where they're multiple children, you know, all very dependent on you. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and it's piss. I mean, my body would be going through a lot as well, like back-to-back -back pregnancies. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I just want to sort of end it here, I guess, by asking you, what does it mean to you to be a girl dad? I mean, we see that uh, so much in the in the media at the moment, how it's being celebrated now, finally. Like, what mm. a great thing it is to be a father to a daughter. What does it mean to you to be a girl dad? It's really special. Like, it's really special. As I said, I always definitely wanted a girl. Mm. I always wanted a little princess um, to be able to just treat and, like, you know, do everything with. And I think it's this really special bond. You see it, like, between, like, a dad and a and his little girl. So, um, and I feel like I have that as well. Yeah, it, it means a lot to me. Like, I feel like I can show Mila how I feel a woman should be sort of treated through her mum and Jess and mm. even her as well, but, like, mm. in a sort of loving sort of way. I want to be able to show her that that's the minimum <laughs> that she should be getting, if not, you know, absolute tons above, because I feel like I do try and show affection to both of them, but definitely to her mum. When Mila sees us hugging, she goes, oh, yeah, that she does. is oh, so, so sweet. Cute. Yeah, she goes, oh, like that. that I love so that. Cute. I love that. Adorable. Yeah, so she's, oh. she's paying attention to it now. Mm. And yeah, I think just... Kids pick up on it, don't they? They pick up they do, on yeah. it. So it's I different think energy yeah that. and I just yeah, I don't want to you know I'm whatever she wants to do whatever she wants to be that's absolutely fine with me so like I'm happy regardless like it's yeah just, support her um, in whatever exactly yeah oh this is so wholesome <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, it's just how how we how I feel and you know yeah. I was already going to be outnumbered regardless so I'm outnumbered now completely, <laughs> so if if, in a nice way I love it so we always ask our guests what makes up your circle so what would you say makes up your circle Joe? yeah I've been thinking about this a lot actually so um but it's quite simple for me it's genuinely friends 
my family and football really to be honest <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you could you could probably sneak into their food and everything as well can you tell us what the charity is that you've chosen today so my charity i've chosen uh, is look uk they help visually impaired children and young adults the reason they kind of came close to me is in 2017 i was lucky enough to get a place at the london marathon through mm. look uk at first it kind of started from that in sort of a selfish way but since then like and actually meeting them um speaking to them they're such a small group only a few full-time workers i can't i don't know how many it is right now but at the time it was like five or six full-time workers and really relying on people becoming mentors and mentees for the young people that they help and really just trying to make the most of the quality of life you can still have being visually impaired or completely blind you know there's a lot of things you can still do and they're really trying to push that and support that and in the young adults and trying to help them thrive and find the things that they can be creative with and do so how can how can people support them and they do do donations i believe you just go through the website it's look-uk.org you can do donations through that and i'm sure there's some more just giving pages up and things for that as well but um yeah they take donations yeah to help so yeah brilliant i'll make sure that all of that information is displayed on our screen for the youtube video right now and you'll be able to check all of the links in our description across all of our streaming platforms um so definitely go and check that out and we'll also put a post up on our instagram account after this episode is released Thank you, Joe, very much for talking to us all about fatherhood. I'm sure we'll have you back throughout all the developmental stages of Mila's life and just, mm-hmm. you know, but it's been great getting to chat to you and find out all this sort of perspective from the father, which is lovely. So thank you very, very much for joining us today. Hope you've enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. It was nice to just talk about her Aww. and everything kind of going on. Because, yeah, even as you said, I'm sure Jessie found out some things that she didn't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on, Joe, And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please make sure to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Please make sure to stream on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And we'll see you for our next episode. Bye. Bye.